Hello and welcome to another episode of the UK Air Show Review Podcast, the podcast we started when we had no air shows to review. I don't know how much longer I can keep saying that because <laughs> it's going to be kind of irrelevant soon, isn't it? Um, my name is Sam Wise and you'll know me on the forums, obviously, as we're Sound24. And with me today are... <laughs> anyone <laughs> at all? Anyone at all? No, it's just a monologue for me tonight. So, <laughs> just uh, this weekend, of course, saw... Go on, who's, who's with me tonight? I'll go for it. Uh, it's uh, Dan Ladwood, Leadhead27 on the forum. Tom Jones, Tommy on the forum. <laughs> we literally, right, We every week, and we sat here and we said, what's the order going to be? And we went, Don, Dan, Tom. And... You go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. Uh, we're just, we'll save so the best till last. Stage fright. We're still waiting on you, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just start again? No, keep it going. No. no. Okay, so I'm Dominic Vickery, Dom Vickery on the forum. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's an, back back to another uh, regular, regularly scheduled uh, podcast episode this week. Um, this weekend obviously saw the first daytime air show only the second air show in Europe of course this year at Old Warden um, and I was at that show and meanwhile at round about the same time up at the other end of the country a rather large plane landed in a, an airport in Scotland and now our own Dan Ledwood was up in Scotland to see this large plane arriving at an airport why doesn't he tell us all about that yeah so um there's it was a wash on Facebook and social media in the like days leading up to it, um, and very much sort of speculation. Then as the days went on, it got closer and closer, and it got confirmed that the Antonov two two five was making its first visit to Scotland, and I think over, uh, I think it was eight years ago since the last visit to Scotland for the Antonov two two five, and. I'd like to say it was nice and quiet. It bloody well wasn't. It was absolutely <laughs> packed. Um, I have never... Uh, people that know me will know that I'm... I love my civil aviation stuff. I have never been to the fence... Dweeb. And I saw that, Sam. I've never been to the fence and it be so busy. It was it was absolutely ridiculous. I saw I've seen cars. I've been to Presswick a fair few times for Joint Warrior, and I was there for the when the decodes arrived for the uh, D Day celebrations last year, and it was nowhere near as busy. But it was an absolute dream to see it. No pun intended. Oh God, you got in there. Oh, he's absolutely got in there before any. We all fell asleep. Forgot. Jump in. Yes. Dream, dream, <laughs> Um No, in all fairness, it was. It was brilliant to see. I mean, it, unless you've actually seen it, you cannot comprehend how big it actually is. So um, there was a bit of speculation whether it'd turn up or not. Um, to, to cut a long story short, it was doing a flight from uh, Bangor. Um, it was then flying to Presswick for a tech stop just just to refuel, and then it was taking uh, taking off in the afternoon early evening down to Chateau in France and then from there today it's gone from Chateau to uh, Tel Aviv and then it should be on its way back home to Gostomel in the Ukraine um, but there was a bit there was concern that it wouldn't actually turn up because the 
Jetstream's been so strong it could have just gone straight to France, but it ended up still turning up in Prestwick, thank God. Um, and yeah, turned up on time, which was bizarre, because I expected it to be like five hours late, um, <laughs> like it was at East Midlands in 2014. Or um, 24 hours late, like it was when Dom and I went to Norton. It's a whole day. Um, yeah, it was on the ground for two hours and then just went off um, on the way down to France. So, yeah, it, you know, wasn't particularly... It didn't do anything interesting like it did at Doncaster a fair few years ago where they did a fly past. No wing waggle, sadly. But What's even the point? They've, so, the Antonov 225's obviously got around a fair bit this year. Um it seems to have wing-waggled at basically at any excuse. What, what's even the point of going to an airport if you're not going to do a wing-waggle? Well, I, I mean, I wing-waggled the dash. Um, actually, no, that was just my way with flying. But, um, That's why you're no longer a pilot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I only they, watch planes, Flyby, Flyby never actually dissolved at all. Just, <laughs> that's just what everyone told you to make I you feel better. Fired. No, no, no they, they did. They did dissolve. They just did it just because of what Dan did. <laughs> it was better to nuke the entire company. So than... many AIB reports. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, um, it's been a while since since one since the Antutu has been to the UK. I think it's been on like under overhaul or something. Um, I think I remember yeah. news coming out what in the start yeah. of this year that it's just come yeah. out from overhaul after about four or so years. So yeah, probably explains its absence. But yeah, when did you did, were you there when you were questioning whether it was like still coming or not, or was it like committed then? It it was so I was literally in my car. So I live in Edinburgh and it's about an hour and twenty minutes drive. To Presswick, so it's not actually that bad. Um, there were people that had come from well, a certain streamer had come on the way up from London, so he was already there. Um, but I was sat in my car and I got I, I saw it depart. I was like, right, I'm going. So I ended up getting getting to Presswick for about half ten. So I, I had like four and a half hours um, waiting around. Um, which wasn't too bad. It, it, in all fairness, I was I was accompanied by um, Gordon, uh, one of the other staffers, which made it it made it a lot better. I'd have probably found anyone to talk to because it was just so busy. That's but, well, of course you met. Yeah, you did. You met Gordon, didn't you? Yeah, uh, first time I've met Gordon. Ever such a nice chap. Really, did really. Did he tell nice you the Rupert the Bear joke? No, he didn't tell me. <laughs> I don't think he was drunk enough. He was, but the the, the nice thing was. And, and, <laughs> what time did you all, like, What time did you all turn up? It implies he was still kind of drunk. That's also that's a, that's a lazy stereotype, Dan. You should know better than that. <laughs> Come on. Not all Sorry, Scottish I'm... people. Not all Scottish people are. Didn't even have a bottle us. of wine brew with it. God, 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 I was going to say, no true Scotsman. Not all Scottish people are ever sober, and it's wrong for you to imply that he wasn't that drunk. <laughs> no wow, deep five well, miles. That's, that's a sizable portion of our listenership. It's just. <laughs> Oh dear! No, um, it, I, I mean that was the thing. That's the first time I've spotted at the fence with a friend, um, this year. Oh, friend! Oh, friend! <laughs> Behave. Um, <laughs> and it brought back that buzz of, you know, the the anticipation in the crowd of, oh, you know, people checking flight rail, going, oh, it's an hour away. Oh, it's half an hour away. Oh, it's just started descending, and people looking at downwind to try and spot it, and. It was brilliant. It, the the atmosphere was well. Gordon, so unfortunately, Gordon's obviously not on the podcast tonight. But he described it as the equivalent of going to a naughty field um, back in the nineties at a UK air show, and with that sort of you <laughs> oh, don't wow. know, 
you don't know when it's the, everyone's absolutely buzzing to see it um, everyone's very excited um, the, the amazing thing about that is I would imagine that the vast majority of those people wouldn't aren't aviation people so it, it was interesting because there was a, a definite time so the time that I turned up there was a fair few other spotters and you could tell that there were spotters because there were step ladders etc because everyone was stood miles away from each other being awkward so, not talking to each other <laughs> yes all, all, all sort of <laughs> looking at their phones um, so a lot of people got there with quite a bit of time to spare um, and then I noticed a lot more families started turning up sort of about half an hour before the aircraft arrived but what was funny was um, just before it landed the a uh, Qatar Air Force C-17 landed um, sort of like a prelude to the to the Antonov arriving and I could hear so many people going oh my god it's the Antonov look oh wait it's great it's not white <laughs> at all like, oh, no, no, no. they've repaired um, it and they've taken two engines off it what <laughs> um, but the day was almost ruined um, by Ryanair funnily enough um, standard I think I mean any day involving Ryanair is usually ruined but... <laughs> so as the aircraft was on base and we could we could see it on base um I looked over to the terminal and there was a Ryanair pushing back and it's a very long people that aren't familiar with Presswick it's just one very long taxiway that goes that essentially runs the length of the runway and it's a very long runway as you can appreciate if the Antonov can get in and the 737 was sort of trundled over and I'm thinking oh no I know what's going to happen and the 73 was going unbelievably slow and this Antonov was getting closer and closer on final push went you watch it. This Ryanair is just going to plonk straight in front of us when the Antonov lands, and thankfully it ended up actually getting out of the way. Um, but yeah, Ryanair nearly scuppered everyone's chances of a very nice photo of it touching down. Bastards. And you know they were doing that deliberately. Oh God, yes. Oh, they were waving at the crowd, and the crowd was. Well, I'm not going to say waving back. There was a lot of gesticulation. <laughs> there there were some there. gestures. <laughs> yeah, they were waving so. but sideways. Get out of the way. <laughs> But um, no, yeah. an absolute, absolutely brilliant to see. I don't know when the next time we'll see the Antonov again in the UK. I don't no, actually know well, that's it, isn't it? It's reasonably common considering it's you know it's, it's the only one. Like that's it, it you know. So, um, but I remember when, um, it, when the last time you saw it, it was also when I was there. But we didn't know each other then, or we hadn't met each other then. At East Midlands in 2014. I remember when it when it you know you see it and it's like oh my god like you don't realize how far away it is because it looks so big you know it looks That's like it. it's almost on the threshold but did you get the my overwhelming memory of that day and it was like june and the tarmac was really hot loads of heat haze and stuff my memory of that day was just the stench of rubber i've never smelt like other than like by a <laughs> you know by like a factory fire or something you know i've never smelt a stench of burning rubber like that when that thing touched down and and however many wheels how many how many wheels have got 34 something like that I think um, that's about right uh, anyway did you did you have that then unfortunately no because where we were stood we were actually upwind of it was actually a, a farewell crosswind um so the the smoke and the smell was being pushed to the north um my probably my over you know my favorite memory to take away from yesterday will be so me and gordon ended up hurrying around because we wanted a picture of it departing in the air we'd got taxi shots of it we got pictures of it on the ground which is hilarious when you've got a 
Toyota Hilux acting as follow me vehicle and this Antonov just sort of hulking <laughs> behind it. Um, <laughs> we managed to make it around just in time to see it depart and we could hear that we couldn't actually see it because there was a hangar in the way it was taxiing out thankfully people with scanners had turned them up quite loud so you could hear you know they wanted to sit on the runway to I, I forget how long it needs to sit on the runway to before it departs it's quite a while why? I don't know um, it, it has to sit there for about six minutes or so um, why? I, I have no idea in That's fact really weird. if anyone's listening to this and has an answer as to why the Antonov has to sit and it, on the and, runway and you've got please. your own and 225 please let us know <laughs> <laughs> an Antonov um, so it was sat there for a while and I ended up running onto the other side of the road to try and get a photo of it and we heard um, whatever the call sign was um, clear for takeoff, and you could just hear it spool up in the distance and I turned around to look at Gordon because he was stood behind me and he just, this massive grin and I turned around and this Antonov just hulked out from behind this hangar and the noise was, it was loud. It was a mm. lot louder than what, what I remember and it was a lot of smoke as well and it was just, oh. and it was, the sun had just gone in unfortunately but there was enough light on it to make it worthwhile and just, and everyone was just going, wow, wow. You know, it was, it was brilliant. It was a very very fond memories that I'll take away from that. It was it That's was good. unbelievable. Very very good stuff. And then everyone was rushing to get their their stuff onto social media. Here's here's a, here's a little rant. I, I talked to you guys about this this morning. Um, so I woke up. I was absolutely blasted yesterday um, at a barbecue. So I didn't really check social media on Sunday. But I sort of woke up and I saw all yeah you know, all these timelines and things and you know, everyone was. Um, posting their own pics of the 225 and then I started seeing a lot of comments and I always see this it's not it's not just aviation as well it's I always see this whenever there's like a a popular event that someone's not a part of they people need to feel like they're somehow involved and what they do because it's the only thing to do is to loudly declare that they're not involved um so uh like the 225 it was loads of, there's loads of comments of like oh you know did a plane land at Presswick? Oh, I wouldn't have known. It's a shame no one posts on social media. And I'm like, oh, oh get off. Just, and yeah. I just, I just like, I understand where it comes from. I understand where it comes from. But at the same time, it's like, just let people be happy for the sake of being happy. It would be two days or three days of people posting all their images. And like those people who are saying that, wouldn't be there absolutely spaffing their shots up everything, every social media platform they've got, if they were, you know, if it was at their local or something, um, I just think just let people. And it, it's not like I said, it's not just like planes. It's like I told you guys this morning. Whenever when Game of Thrones was on, you know, remember it was like the final season, big hype, or before we actually knew it was <laughs> how crap it was, <laughs> but um, before it failed. But you know, the big hype. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. It's been off air for two years, and then there was loads of comments like. I've never watched Game of Thrones. Not interested in it. It's like good. No one cares. Just <laughs> le- like it's not. A, it's not. It's like you don't need to loudly declare that you're not part of something just to feel relevant in the conversation. I think that's subtly what it is. People maybe don't even realise it. Why? Like everyone's talking about Game of Thrones. Cool. Let them enjoy it. There's there's other stuff online to look at rather than like. Oh yeah, everyone's enjoying enjoying Thrones. Everyone's enjoying the An two two five. Everyone's enjoying Legends, React, Yovelton, whatever. I, I've got a sh- I've got an absolutely popular. 
yeah, I got to take a dump on it because I'm contrarian and I've got my own opinions. It's just like just oh, be happy for someone. I I don't I don't you yeah, I'm I'm sure that these people do it and it's just a bit of fun and it's like huh, huh, you know a bit, a bit of, of a joke. It, but it's it, just a dick move. Like there's no there's no. There are many. There are many otherwise very good people that I saw do it. So I don't want to like you know absolutely pin my colours to one particular mast. But I just I hopefully actually people who who do it and I'm not going to name any names. Some people who do it maybe might look at it and go actually yeah you know I didn't didn't because I I used to do it all the time all the time because I thought it was really mm. cool yeah contrarian yeah Hipster. I'm going to loudly declare that I don't do something <laughs> because everyone's talking about something um, and actually. Just let people enjoy something for the sake of enjoying it, you know. Because yeah. guaranteed, if it was at their local, they'd be absolutely spamming it, as I they should. It, what, one thing me and Gordon said as well yesterday um, is that it was probably the closest a lot of people get to an air show this year, for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, very fair. But yeah, um, up in Scotland. Yeah. Well, it, it's just a, a a big deal. It's probably one of very few planes that will draw pe- that will make the news about it being there that people will go and see for the sake of it. Absolutely, but the one the one thing that I did see, I didn't, I personally didn't see as much of. But what you described, Tom, and people going, "Oh, was we, was we playing at Presswick?" Um, I saw a lot of, which, in all fairness, I can understand if you don't feel comfortable with um, people not wanting to go because they thought the crowds were going to be too big and was like, mm, "Well, social distancing." That's that's completely fair enough. Absolutely. That's someone Very someone else's. That's someone else's judgment saying it's going to be heaving and even without social distancing you're absolutely right it might just be like some people you know there might be an interesting deployment at Lakenheath and someone might go oh it would be nice to catch Mm. you know Mm. some Seymour Johnson Mm. Eagles or something or some A-10s but you know it's going to be heaving and and people just think I don't want to drive like four hours or three hours or something to be in a bun fight regardless of like I, I did it as well before social distancing was even a thing so yeah th- there is there was that as well you're absolutely right but I, I don't hold much ill will to that because I think oh, that's just people's that's people's judgement I mean I I knew it was going to be busy I didn't know it was going to be that busy people just people just want to get outside yeah and it was a decent day it, the weather was you know it wasn't hot but it was nice yeah there's per- there's perilous there's perilous few things to get outside for at the moment so that's probably had the added impact mm. but like do, do you know what I mean do you reckon like when Concorde retired if Twitter was around then everyone would be like oh, I actually think Concorde's a shit looking aeroplane you know oh, <laughs> like, 100% there'd be people like, going there well, well it's sort of people, you know, oh it's too um, noisy dip, you know I've never flown on Concorde and never and never sort. given a crap about it yeah, it's saying, well, actually, it's not a very successful plane. Why are people getting all hyped up about it? <laughs> I'd have much a... preferred a Boeing. Well, it, yeah, it would be stuff like Orcs. that. I knew the chief designer and he kicked my dog. <laughs> God, I'm angry about these imaginary people. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what was the other big thing that uh, happened this weekend was Shuttleworth. And you went, yes. Sam. I did go. How'd, how'd you enjoy it? It was very good to be back at an air show. Yeah. It, it was it, and and the driving format does work very you know I don't want to prejudice the review because that's obviously I mean that might even be out before the episode comes out anyway but no it was the driving format worked very well um, I think so I, I didn't go to the evening one um, but a couple of other people who were there that was a couple of weeks ago a couple of people who were there on Sunday had gone um, and they said that the organisation seemed to have maybe slipped a little bit in terms of 
um, people going up to the crowd line and I mean one minor thing was we got there very early to try and get to the front of zone A obviously that's the closest one to the tower um, you know get on the crowd line as it were and we actually ended up a fair bit back right at the far left of the crowd line and then people coming in behind us were getting parked on the front Oh, that's yeah. Which, you know, it's shuttle worth. It doesn't really make that much difference. You know, if you if you're twenty meters old back from the fence, you're not losing too much distance to flying. But it's just like, well, if you've made the effort, especially as well, you make the yeah. effort to get to air shows first, early at the crack of dawn, to get get your place at the crowd line. And if you then see people who obviously got there after you, it's a minor thing. It's petty, but it's just like mm. it. It is very frustrating seeing air shows do that, and it's like uh, Cosford's a good example as well. I remember, you know, if you turn up, you've got to game the Cosford timing right because if you turn up very early, you get put into a relief car park, and then all you know. And and one year they did it, and I, like I was one of the first couple of cars in the queue, and then suddenly like they reverse filed it so the people that turned up into the relief car park latest they were the first to go into the showground because so I, I was one of the and, and that was the it. but then again but then when you th- when you know in the showground they 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 park you they take you all the way to the end to the trees at the back and then they come come in so actually i ended up a little bit more in the middle which was fine but um it's, it's yeah the, the, i remember thinking back then i was like oh for god's sake but you know once you're parked up and you actually enjoy the show you sort of forget yeah, about that and, and but you're absolutely we right far. it is frustrating seeing it happen we, we weren't far back um, and, and ultimately no one was that far back because it, it didn't stretch all, the, the car parking didn't go even I think maybe uh, probably about two thirds of the way back to the hangars from the crowd line mm. um, the shot, shots are okay from across all of that absolutely fine um, but it was you know it was it was a Shuttleworth air show and it was a really really good lineup. You, you they would be for, forgiven for just sticking with their collection stuff in 2020 in the first two air sh- shows that have taken place in Europe this year. But actually you could have had that lineup any time in the last 5 years and it would have been a blinder. That's really so good. It's really really good. So what how how many visiting aircraft did they have? I know, I know obviously there was the tanker range Spitfire the Jetstream 32. Was there any others? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I sort of lose track of what. Huey. Belongs. Oh, the, the Huey, Huey yeah. and the Bell 47. Um, the Wingwalkers as well. The Skydivers, the Wingwalkers. I don't know how many of the barnstorming stuff was home based and what isn't. But then I never know what's part of the collection and what just sort of lives at Shuttleworth anyway and that that mm. sort of thing. Um, but it was a, yeah, there was a fair amount of visitors. That's cool. Good. That's good. And and a good amount of of the home stuff as well unfortunately the weather precluded the Edwardians but everything else seemed to work well I always forget about how how well suited to crosswinds they are because they've got so many runways pointing in so many different directions <laughs> and they've got so much space to sort of curve in and approach it's really really you know it, it, they didn't seem fussed by it at all but do you know what more than anything just feeling good to be back at an air show was the fact that you couldn't go anywhere without bumping into someone you knew. Mm, yeah. Every time I went to the loo, I went to get a, a beer, or went, you know, just even just waiting in the queue, you step out your door, the, the car door, and there's someone there that you you recognise, and you stop and you have a chat, mm. you know? And that that is what made me feel like I was 
back in the right place. Mm. And that What's, was um, really really nice. Um, how do so how do the loos work at the drive-in air show at Shuttleworth? Oh, it was just portal. It was it, it was nice because they were actually closer than the normal loos. There was <laughs> a, a bank of portal loos, and they had socially distanced spacing in queues oh, marked right, out in yeah. the grass and hand sanitizers everywhere. Cool, good. It was it, it it worked very well. You know, the bars were open and just ev- all it was was everything had spacing marked out in, in queues. It's just that little bit of extra care around everything. Yeah, but otherwise nice. it, it it was a perfectly good event it, it did seem like there were people taking the piss a bit by by i mean i can't i don't want to sound too judgmental because i did go out and went over to other people's boxes i stood outside them obviously and talked to them so people were wandering around myself included but i did see people like that the people next to us just like kept just going out of their box to stand and take photos of the planes in the air and it's just like you could do that inside your box mm. and it just mm. seemed like like going out to make a point or something. I well, there, there might be some people like that, but but you know, it was it was good, and and actually, little you know, p- chatting to people and people seemed to be quite complimentary of the podcast, which was nice. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Well, it, it it was. People people seemed to be enjoying it. Shout out to Aaron, who I met, who 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 seemed to be enjoying it. Jamie, Hugh, Elliot, all 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 nice to meet up and say hi. And um, checks are now going to be in the post, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not. They're not. They're not for much. But every little helps in these dire times. Um, but no, it was. It was good to see people again. You know that. That's the thing you really miss at these events. Mm. So I'm guessing the stewards who were there didn't have an issue with you, like going over and chatting to other people in another box at all or anything like that. I mean, was as far it, as I saw, there wasn't any sort of policing of that sort of thing. Right, um, but like, like I mean, I, I, like I said, I went to spoke. I never went in anyone else's box. So, so, so in case people don't understand what I'm talking about, with yeah, that could have been phrased better. <laughs> Freezing. Um, uh, every car had a, I think it's about five by five meter square box um, that you're assigned, and you you park your car on one side of it, and you can put your chair and your blanket and, and all your stuff, you know, next to your car inside inside your box. Um, and you're obviously allowed to leave it because there are yeah food stalls and toilets and all that sort of stuff to go to but you're not you're not meant you certainly not meant to go up to the crowd line and you're not you're also meant to stay within your zone there's i think there's three zones but um and yeah anyone who's anyone got there early so we're all together <laughs> <laughs> all the same cut of the same cloth all the cut of the same cloth but yeah no bumped into uh bumped into joe there as well so oh good oh nice and I, I'm going to sound awful here and his mate who I've met a few times I can never remember the name of so I'm sure I'll get that corrected in due course <laughs> um, but yeah nice nice to see them nice to see people but the flying was good it was the, the you know the, it was cloudy a lot of the day so the sun came in and out but it was it was very cool to see a, a flying lineup centred around a very strong theme so the theme was at the movies mm. which is oh cool I didn't actually know there was a theme to it yeah the theme was at the movies which is why you had the DH88 Comet Racer and a PA25 Pawnee in formation. That's so both cool. of them are depicted in Disney's Disney planes. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so I presume the the Jetstream 32 was because one turned up in Moonraker, I think. I so, do believe. So here's the thing. I'll be honest. That we um, the the commentary wasn't done over the tannoys it was done over fm radio and you were meant to bring an fm radio with you and i asked my mate 
Chris that I went with to bring an FM radio and what he brought was a very small portable one that you had to listen to with headphones that had no speaker <laughs> so a lot of the time I didn't really know what was going on because his car radio also turned itself off all the time to save battery so a lot of the commentary I didn't hear I'll be perfectly honest the um Poss- if one appeared a Moonraker then, then fantastic there's your link and if that was mentioned on the commentary I, I don't know I know the, the primary reason it was there was because um, the National Flying Laboratory Centre um, were meant to be replacing it this year with a Saab 340 and apparently because they were retiring the aircraft decided to put a display on with it that's um, really good which yeah, is uh, I mean how cool is that what, yeah, what, 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 was the, what was the display like it was good. It, you know, it wasn't fully aerobatic, but it was some nice sweeping turns, top sides, head-ons. Um, it was being flown by Dodge Bailey, and was it uh, really? Yeah. So, so, so it was a. So it was. It was. Being, it was worked up beginning of this year, end of last year, and um, I'll, I will say who the co-pilot was as well, because it's the, the National Flying Laboratory Centre's uh, co-pilot. Uh, so it's only only fair to give them credit as well. Um, so it was, and, and they worked it up with the intention of displaying at the military air show in July, but yeah. obviously that didn't happen. Um, and I think the intention is to now display it a few times next year if they can, because it's the the replacement has been delayed until next year. But it was. I've never seen a jet stream flying. Well, when, do, when, do they, when do they go out of service in the UK? Twenty ten was it? It was dominant for the, tw- oh, for the was it. jet streams. Yeah, Joe Joe Brown was the co-pilot, senior management pilot at Cranfield University. Nice, that's really cool. So, I remember I remember seeing like videos of it, you know, in like February working up, and mm, us us going mm. like, oh wow, look at that! Imagine that a jet stream display. Um, but it, it it was as you would probably imagine of anything being displayed by the former chief pilot at Shuttleworth, mm. at a Shuttleworth display. Pretty tidy, very elegant, nice top sides, nice passes. Looked nice. good, sounded good, cool to see. It's a jet stream, man. Yeah, yeah, that's really, display. really good. How cool is really, that? Really, really good, and one that is, we're probably unlikely to see after uh, after it's retired. Well, absolutely. I can't. Well, I, yeah. The only other, the only one, other one in the UK that I can think of is the BAE Systems one. This, yeah. I don't even know whether that's still airworthy. Oh, the the one painted matte blue that was. Used yeah, for... yeah. They can remotely pilot it, can't they? I think it turned up to React one year, and it was it like did, remotely. Yes. Yeah, I can't think of any other active ones in the UK. There's a, Certainly there's not they're going to be displayed. There's no. a couple of civilian ones kicking around. There was one that was meant to be from a, I think it was like a crowdfunded startup airline. Never, never happened. So mm. the Jetstream 32 sort of sadly fade, faded into insignificance without any real fanfare, to be honest. So it's good to see that it was, you know, remembered at a, a show like Shuttleworth. Oh, it was tidy. It was, it was a good, annoyingly. There was meant to be an Antonov on the other end of the scale there, which was listed. There's, there's supposed to be a, the the what are their name, the skydiving team. I feel so bad that I can't remember this off the top of my head. Um, but the skydiving team there, who are quite good actually, to be fair. Um, but they were meant to die, or supposedly on the website it was listed as jumping from an An two, uh, which obviously got everyone excited. And you turn up there, and it was a what was it Gippsland. Gibson air van, air van, which, to be fair, never seen before. Um, I had never even heard of it before yesterday. Uh, didn't get any photos of it because it sort of trundled off down the runway away from us and didn't actually return at all. So, 
don't even have a photo of it. Um, <laughs> so that was a yeah, that that was meant to be another star, but it was. It was a good show. L- Little and large remain one of my favourite display acts in this country. Mm. Just pure entertainment. It's brilliant. Mm. So very much well fun put to together. Yeah. Very very well put together. Um, I've I've just all the time in the world for the amount of coordination it must involve the guy you know the guy on the ground with a the rc controller radio controller um doing you know in formation <laughs> with a guy in a plane it's mad really, i really always good. i always whenever i saw them i've only i think i've only seen them twice but Every both times I was like, "Christ, can you imagine the insurance premiums on that? You got to have uh, a guy controlling an RC aircraft and an extra. Is it still an extra? Yeah, I think it was an extra. Yeah, you know, and do they do they do that like sort of knife edge pass together along the uh, along the crowd line? I remember seeing that. Yeah, being... yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's the point. I was like, Jesus Christ! Can you imagine the insurance premiums? Like the insurance brokers, <laughs> like, oh, this is this is a really interesting concept. Well, we'll send one of our guys down. You know, have a look. Um, well, I'm sure we'll get you a decent premium for it. And the guy's just writing his hand like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Twenty grand premium on this. Um, yeah, well, it sounds really good, really, really good. And, and so, what home base stuff do they use? It's quite bad that I can't really remember. <laughs> How many socially distant beers did you have? <laughs> I, was, I was at Gordon level. Um, <laughs> is the part is the Parnell Elf based there? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, that was brilliant to see, actually. The Parnell Elf that was a really cracking display. They had the the World War some of the World War One stuff visiting Newport Seventeen as well. Mm. Um, the some of the trainers, Tutor went up. B two C Hurricane. went up. 504k went up. Did the Spitfire and the Hurricane? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Sea Hurricane. AR501 and Sea Hurricane went up. Uh, they closed the show, actually. That's cool. Yeah, it was good. Oh, and they had a, a bunch of... Uh, the, another, the other great act was the Barnstormers. Because they were doing things like, uh, you know, limbo flying. Where mm. They were flying under uh, ribbons on poles being held up. If No! It was low flying. You never see that at air shows anymore. They were flying, at, you know, wheels just off the ground. And were they flower bombing as well? Flower bombing, ribbon cutting, um, balloon popping, that kind of stuff. Was there balloon popping? I think it was balloon popping. They had one where a, the chipmunk flew along and was see it help. Not it's not going to mean much on the podcast actually, <laughs> but flying along and dip its wing to pick up a ribbon a streamer on its wing and fly oh, around nice. and then turn around and pick up the other one on the other wing that's really um, cool stuff like that I think is really well suited to Shutterworth um, if, to if if the vibe is right you know um, some some larger air shows I don't think it would it just gets lost but um, yeah. Shutterworth yeah oh it's like it's bread and butter stuff and it's really good really good fun yeah it's pure entertainment pure entertainment I saw a similar one. Um, it was Captain Neville's Flying Circus at East Kirkby, and they did a, a very similar thing um, with, I think it was a chipmunk, um, a Thruxton jackaroo, a tiger, uh, a, a queen bee, sorry, of all mm-hmm. things, and a, a peel emerald. And it is, it's really entertaining. A close little show like that, seeing like a chipmunk at maybe five feet off the ground, zipping along under a like hats off to the people holding those um, <laughs> yeah. holding those big oh, limbo stones on those guys yeah major cojones for those chaps 
I do promise that the review will be better researched than my own memory has just suggested. <laughs> there was a plane, <laughs> and then there was another plane. These planes. Just took Sam, off. you should just every time you should just deliberately been like, oh, well, I'm not going to compromise the review, so I, <laughs> I shall limit what I say. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds sounds like a really good show. Sounds like um, sounds oh, like you had a really good time. Back at an air show, man. Mm. And uh, it is only four months later than normal, but it is it's the circumstances surrounding it. It's the fact that there has been nothing else to do all summer. That it just it, it's a little a nice little taste of normality. And nor is there still a tremendous amount to do. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's the Duxford show in September, which I'm not because you obviously can't because Old Warden works perfectly because you've got you can have that drive-in arrangement so easily mm. um, that very few other venues in the country could possibly hope to do certainly not Duxford and I don't know what they're going to do because you can't just hope people are going to stick to social distancing when's, the, just... when's their showcase day now that's that's coming tomorrow. up isn't it okay so we're recording this on the 3rd of August so yeah tomorrow 4th of August um, I mean I, I guess that'll be the Proof of concept. Test. Yeah. Good luck yeah. to them. <laughs> are Shuttleworth doing any more drive-in air shows? I've sort of I've not been looking because I'm not really down that neck of the woods at the moment. I don't are know if confirmed that the others are going to be driving, but I would assume they will be. Yeah. As in as much as I've no reason to think that they won't be. I'm trying to think because they've got the problems and yeah, the problems of. So the thing that there's been a lot of hoo-ha about the pricing for the Shuttleworth shows. But to be honest, if you actually look at it and work it out, and if you work on the assumption that I think that they will have done, which is the car ticket is a four-person travel in, which obviously a lot aren't. I went in, we went in as two people. A lot of people went in as two people. Um, but if you look at it, the, they, I, I can only assume that they've done, based the pricing on it being a four-person per, per car, four-person per. He's still drunk. <laughs> Four person per car um, arrangement, and it works out to basically the same price as a normal show, if not slightly better value. Mm. Um, so the thing is that the proms have been priced at 120 pounds per car, which sounds ludicrous. But if you've got four people going, that's 30 pounds, which is cheaper than the proms are in a normal year per person. Mm. And welcome chance for them to get as much money into the the kitty as. Uh, oh, that's what it is. It's maximising income. But it would be interesting to see how the proms as a concept works because obviously it's it's a lot different to the actual yeah. air shows. Yeah. But uh, talking about future Shuttleworths, whether or not they're driving, I think um, seems to me that the concept is well and truly proved, and it's proven that it can work. Um, and there wasn't an outbreak of COVID nineteen in in Bigglesweed or, or you know, Bedfordshire <laughs> or wherever. Super um, uh, you know, t- two yeah. weeks ago or something. So. Um, it's nice to know that that Shutterworth have the option because the pro- I think the problem at the moment is that no one really. Know- I mean, you know, look what's happened with Spain and the quarantine. You know, it felt for a couple of weeks like it was just on the downhill. Mm. We were whittling away at it, whittling away, whittling away. Everything was coming down, which is great. And then suddenly, you know, a, oh, a spike shit, in Spain. Yeah, and and so it's nice to know that whether or not something is a drive-in show or not, it's nice to know that Shutterworth from a logistical point of view have the option to do it whereas obviously most shows have written themselves off at 2020 Duxford is still to be proven mm. and that's got a completely different layout and format so it's the same anxiety of that we had when Shuttleworth first did it and hopefully Duxford will be as successful although I don't know I, there's, some, there's some question marks in my mind but I think I think we're sort of um, 
I think we should just wait and see certainly how the showcase days go before we before we pass much commentary on that. Mm. But that's what I it mean, seems like to me. Despite what I said, like, social distancing seemed to be very much in place. People weren't people weren't taking the piss. Did I say that they were taking piss earlier? I might have just completely contradicted myself. But, but I think, I, yeah, point. but I, I think you limited it to to some very to like yeah, you know, there minority. weren't crowds gathering. People weren't like going and just walking right up to the stewards. So it seemed to be working quite well otherwise. Mm. Yeah, it's instinct. Though. Do you, I, I don't know if you guys feel it, but it's sort of instinct now. It just feels a little bit weird being <laughs> being that close to people now. Do you know, it does. someone someone starts coming up to me, I just think. Um, uh, you know, it feels a bit odd, but um, there we are. I don't know. Maybe it'll well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm still watch television from last year, and no one's stood two meters away from each other, and I've got <laughs> a virus on. It it was yeah. very much when I was just jumping back to Presswick. You were stood there, and obviously there was me and Gordon stood next to each other, and we were sort of surrounded by families and spotters, and you can't help but in the back of your mind think, how close are they? How close mm. are they? Mm. And to be fair, there was there was one point where um, when the C seventeen was landing, a spot, uh, uh, someone with a, a camera walked past me, and I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry, I've just got too close to you, and he ended up actually stepping back and profusely apologising. So I think on the whole, I noticed anyway that people, were, as much as they could be, trying to be quite courteous to others. Um, it as you say, it remains to be seen at somewhere like Duxford if it's not policed in the right way whether people behave or not but we don't have a crystal ball so we'll just have to wait and see wait indeed. and see indeed well on that slightly down note <laughs> yeah so don't get anything serious to say I'll just really like shat on the podcast <laughs> nice it's, it's just it's just the unknown isn't it it is the unknown and it is the reality let's not pretend that there isn't a pandemic on so no, wash your hands on the positive people. side there is still air shows going on. Yeah. They are yeah. trying. So yeah. happy days. They're trying and working. Shuttleworth have got three left. I think they've got the Broms, one in September, and a race day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Grand. Hopefully we'll go to at least another one. Yeah. Cool. Well, a good weekend of aviation for some of us. And others by proxy. <laughs> um, thank you for listening I hope it's been an enjoyable episode um, if as I, I say every week now if you like the podcast and you know people who would like it as well please do share the podcast round we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and a few other providers now as well um, if you want to join in the conversation head to forums.airshows.co.uk and of course the regular website with all our reviews it's coming up soon of course well, in fact our recent review of the Shuttleworth Evening Show and of course my review soon uh, coming soon of the of the, the at the movie show will be at airshows.co.uk um, thank you for listening and see you for another episode <laughs>